Hello, darlings. <laughs> so we're, hey, this is the Witch's Magic Murder <laughs> Mystery Podcast. We're just doing things today. <laughs> I'm Megan. I'm Kara. We are recording episodes now, just sort of sporadic. Yes. I don't know when this one's going to come out. Kara's going to have a baby at some point, presumably. And so, <laughs> unless she's truly pregnant forever. <laughs> so, oh, my God. <laughs> I would die. This one, you know, it might come out. Oh. In a couple of weeks, it might come out in a couple of months. I don't know. Who knows? Um, do we have anything that we need to talk about? I don't think so. Good, because I have a story. Okay, good. It's a rough one. Your smile just completely went, oh. <laughs> so this one came from the Facebook group. Anna posted about it. It's a case I remember from when it happened in 2017. I am positive that you will also remember this one. Oh, gosh. I remember when it happened... It was like initially you just heard some people were missing and then bit by bit, small pieces of the story start trickling out. And it, it didn't take long to realize that something was wrong and something awful had happened. But, you know, I had no idea how awful oh, it was going to get. And so now I'm going to tell you all about it. Amazing. <laughs> it's in her head. We got to know too. Yeah. I can't deal with this by myself. The thing is, I just covered a particularly rough story. In November. And this is not like Megan. No. But kind of like with the Cleveland murders, mm-hmm. I'm really, really trying to focus on the victim here. Right. This one is just one victim. She's pretty extraordinary. And I'm not going to go into a lot of the super gory details. What I'm going to go into, I think, is gory enough. But it's there's more. If you're someone who does want to know the gory details, feel free to check any of the sources in my show notes. They've got them. I'm just not, I don't see any reason to point them out to you. So, okay. In 2017, Kim Wall was a 30-year-old Swedish journalist. She was an independent journalist, so she didn't work for a particular newspaper. She'd written for a lot of big-time publications like the New York Times, The Guardian, Mm -hmm. Time, Vice, She wrote about things like gender identity, pop culture, social justice. She was incredibly talented, and those talents weren't ignored. In 2013, she -hmm. reported from Sri Sri Lanka. Lanka. Okay, thank you. As a South Asian Journalist Association grantee, and she was a United Nations Foundation Press Fellow in 2014 and 2015. She'd investigated a leaking nuclear waste site in the middle of the um, Pacific Ocean for The Guardian in 2015. And in 2016, she was a grantee with the Pulitzer Center on Crisis Reporting and researched Cuba's tech scene. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she was out there. Look at her. Right. One of her former professors at Columbia Journalism School, where Kim had graduated with honors, said of Kim... You want to tell stories that will make people's lives richer and better and easier and bring the truth of what's going on. And to me, that was the epitome of Kim Wong. Yeah. Friends called her tenacious with a healthy dose. I know, especially for a woman. Yes. uh, With a healthy dose of suspicion and said she was committed to journalism and she was good at it. Yeah, it sounds like it. A Vice.com article about Kim said that she was, quote, uniquely skilled at telling stories with sensitivity and compassion. So that's what I'm hoping to do here, too, as I tell you the story of how Kim died. While it's full of the kinds of details that inevitably grab headlines and serve as enticing clickbait, Hmm. I'm hoping that's not the focus here. 
it's frustrating that the list of Kim's accomplishments that I just went through, she's only 30 years old and That's, already built this stellar reputation. Yeah. Yeah. An amazing list of right. things she's already done. Just think of the career she could have had. Oh my gosh. As a journalist with that she kind would of drive. Just keep excelling. Yeah. What could she have uncovered? Yeah. What could she have brought attention to? So it's frustrating that the details of her accomplishments are nearly completely overshadowed by the details of her death. So let's try not to uh, do that. Yeah. So in August of 2017, Kim and her boyfriend were making plans to move to Beijing. They were throwing a party on August 10th in order to say farewell to their friends and family before they moved on August 16th. But before the party, Kim had to take care of some work. So she had plans to meet with a man named Peter Madsen for a story that she was working on. 47-year-old Peter was an engineer and entrepreneur, and he had made a name for himself building submarines. Mm -hmm. He built the first private submarine in Danish history and then followed that up with a mini submarine, the UC-3 Nautilus, which was the inspiration for the video game Silent Hunter 5, and had also been used in a few missions. Oh, so one man redefining the shipbuilding industry. That was the story. Okay. And Kim had been trying to get Peter to talk to her for a while. She had asked him earlier in the year to meet with her, but she could never get a confirmed time with him until August 10th when he texted and invited her to join him on board the Nautilus, that mini submarine that I mentioned. So before the party that night, Kim went out to meet Peter off the coast of Copenhagen. Right after Kim met Peter there, she sent her boyfriend a text that said, I'm still alive, by the way, but going down now, I love you. It sounds like maybe they'd made some jokes about yeah. like, oh, you're going to the submarine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still alive, by the way. It's just a lighthearted <laughs> oh, joke. Gosh. A minute later, she sent another text. He brought coffee and cookies, though. And that one just got me because mm-hmm. it's a text I would send. Yeah. Like, he brought coffee and cookies. Yeah. The meeting was expected to take two hours. But as the evening wore on and Kim didn't return home, her boyfriend reported her missing. When police looked it up, they saw that the Nautilus had failed to return to the harbor. And that same night, the Nautilus was reported lost at sea. And I think this is the very first thing I started to see in the news. It's Mm -hmm. like this journalist was missing and the submarine and the the inventor was missing. Because he was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And she was a big deal. Yeah. And it's a submarine, which is, it's all very, like, outside the norm. It's just right. enough yeah. to make the news, even if we didn't know what had happened yes. yet. The submarine was located the next morning, about 30 miles south of Copenhagen. Madsen was found, too, still aboard the vessel, but and rescued from the water. Shortly afterward, the Nautilus sank. So I had to read a few different articles about this to understand. It's not like it was fine and then it sank. It was already, like, in Going trouble down. and sinking. When, when he was rescued from it. But where was Kim? Right. No one knew. Uh, she wasn't on board the vessel, and Peter claimed that she had left the boat sometime in the middle of the night. Because, you know, it's a submarine. Right. And they're just out there in the water, so Kim climbed to the top of the door and walked on water. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it weird. This Why is what happened. That? Actually, his story is that he had taken her back to shore and dropped her off, but this whole thing is so awful. I'm just going to yeah. make jokes wherever I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then because that whole she left the boat story didn't fly, he said, okay. She died, but her death was an accident. She hit her head on the hatch. Mm. You see, Kara. Yeah. And she died. It was an accident. 
I didn't mean for it to It happen. could have happened to anybody. Right. We all slip on boats. And then, you see, since she had died in an accident, Peter decided the right thing to do is to dump her body at sea. And then flee the scene. What else was he supposed to do? He gave her the proper burial. <laughs> on August 11th, one day after Kim boarded Peter's submarine, Peter Madsen is arrested and charged with negligent manslaughter. Uh. Police suspected that he had deliberately sunk his own submarine. And I remember at this point, reading stories and thinking, mm-hmm. did he kill her? He must have killed her, mm-hmm. you know? Of course, I automatically always assume something like right. that. Right. Ten days later, a cyclist had the unfortunate experience of coming across a torso washed up on the beach. And this is why you shouldn't ride bikes or exercise mm-hmm. or ever leave your ever. house. Do anything. Just yeah. stay home. Of course, the torso belongs to Kim. She had been bound and stabbed 15 times. In October, police divers found two plastic bags containing more of Kim's body, her head and legs, as well as a knife. Something interesting I read about this was they used cadaver dogs to help locate this, Mm -hmm. like these bags. And before that, there were no cadaver dogs in Denmark. They didn't use them. It was just wasn't a thing. And they borrowed these dogs, I believe, from Sweden. I should have written this part down, but they yeah. but they borrowed these dogs. And so this was the first time they'd ever used cadaver dogs. I love watching those dogs and work. Yeah. And now it's like a normal part of their process. But mm-hmm. in 2017, it wasn't. Right. And that wasn't that long ago. No. So now they've, they've found her head and legs. And for what it's worth, there was no blunt trauma to Kim's head. So, so she of course, didn't fall. What? Shocking. I cannot believe it. She didn't slip and hit her head. (sighs) So his claims about Kim dying in an accident after she hit her head were unfounded. Six days later, a saw was found in the water. Hmm. In November, police divers found Kim's arms in the water. Oh, my God. Peter had attached metal, at least to her torso, and I assume probably to the other pieces that were found, too. Right. In an effort to keep everything from floating. So he just starts taking apart the submarine to sink her? I have no idea and then what metal he used from. Yeah. Now that the she-hit-her-head story has mm-hmm. been proven false, Peter comes up with something new. Mm-hmm. You see, actually, oh, Kim had died because she inhaled these toxic fumes mm-hmm. on the Nautilus. Mm-hmm. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all over mm-hmm. again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top-of-the-line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally 
curly, wavy hair. So it was a huge game changer for me. It dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny, which I noticed immediately. Mm -hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards. And usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over. The wind power on this thing is intense. It's wild. Like I turned it up. I was like, let's play with these buttons. Okay. So it has three magnetic styling attachments. They're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's going to be so tangled. Not with this one. Nice. And it's magnetic. So it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. So here's what happened, Kara. He was up on the deck Uh and Kim was down inside the sub. Right. She's inhaling these fumes. Mm -hmm. She starts screaming for help. But there's this vacuum effect that he can't open the hatch. Oh. So what he does is he tries to, like, talk to her through the hatch to tell her how to, like, stop the engines Mm -hmm. to keep the gases Mm -hmm. from flowing. And he was like, I tried for five to 15 minutes to get to her. And when I finally managed to open the hatch, she was lifeless on the floor. Yeah. Mm. An autopsy would later show no exhaust gases. In her lungs. So this did not happen. Okay. When this goes to trial, they asked him why he had dismembered her. And reading his response, at that point, his story was still that she had accidentally died after inhaling the fumes. So, like, why would you dismember her? Right. Right? And he was just like, well, I didn't see why it mattered. She was already dead at that point. Like, (laughs) it's like he didn't understand the question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why? Why are you asking me this? Like, she's dead. Who cares? She's, yeah. Like, what? What matters? It? What, what? Why does it matter? That's how messed up he is. If like, I've already, she's dead. Then like, I'm like gonna... the dismembering itself is just, like, not even an event to talk about. It's no. just like, what? I did it. So what? If someone dies by accident, there's no reason to hide anything. There's right. no reason to dump the body. There's no reason to dismember the body. Right. But when Peter is asked why he dismembered her, it's almost like his answer is, why not? Who cares? I just did it. It's like there's just no I wanted to see what it was like. Yeah. He made it sound like the only way to get her body off of the submarine was to dismember her, which is like, well, how'd you get in the submarine? Right. (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, to have the capacity to take another person's life is already disturbing. Right. But to then be able to cut a human body into pieces, Mm -mm. that's just monstrous. I can't. Mm -mm. But that's the thing. Peter Marsden is a monster. Right. Prosecutors said that Peter was highly sexually deviant with narcissistic and psychopathic characteristics. He was manipulative with a severe lack of empathy and remorse. (sighs) Police found videos on Peter's computer showing women being murdered. And witnesses testified to seeing Peter watching videos of women being decapitated while still alive. Which, why do these videos exist? And also, people witnessed him watching them. Yeah. Like, he's not watching them and, like, yeah. he doesn't have the sense to think this is wrong and I should hide it. Yeah. So, here, I went down a little rabbit hole. Uh, one that I'm sure has landed me on some brand new watch list. But mm-hmm. I Googled our snuff. Oh, our Google keepers. Are <laughs> <laughs> our snuff films real. 
Because I had this thought where I was like, they can't be real. Right. It's got to be acting. And I did read about it. And apparently there's no actual record of real snuff footage. There's fake stuff. And there's also reports that have never been like authenticated. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to live in this world where it's all fake. Those aren't real. It's still really messed up. Actors. But that's still really messed up too, that anyone acts and produces in fake ones. Like why did these exist period? Yeah. Yeah. But I do feel better that they're not real. They're just not real. Let's all collectively agree that that's not real. I mean, the same reason that there's a Netflix documentary on a wrestling woman from the military who created porn videos of her wrestling men. And that was the porn. That was the porn? Uh-huh. Her wrestling men. Just, like, taking what? them down. <laughs> okay. Like, just getting beat You know up. how we always are like, we don't kink shame? This is not just, like, a kink. This is not this just is a, like a weird thing you're you into. Doing? This is, you need yeah. mental help. If, yeah. if watching people die turned you on uh-huh. sexually. We've got some problems. Go talk to somebody about that. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to uh, go into much detail about what Kim went through. Just right. suffice to say, I've told you what Peter was into. You know what he did to her body after she died. An autopsy showed signs of asphyxiation, so authorities guessed she'd either died by strangulation or by having her throat cut. Mm. She died horrifically for absolutely no reason. The woman was just doing her job. She was just researching a story. And it's not even like she was researching a dangerous story. No. She was just doing a story on this guy who invented, he made submarines, like private submarines. Yeah. You would never suspect as a journalist that I need to be careful right. that I shouldn't go alone or at night mm-hmm. to meet with this man. Yeah. That I need to take a weapon. You know what I mean? You'd have no reason. He was also pretty well known. Like it's, you know, in, in Denmark, yeah. he had done these things. Yeah. He was out into the world. Like the world knew about him. Did he roofie her with the coffee and cookies? I don't know. But that one, we don't know if that was in her system or not. So, the only actual thing I think is important to know is that prosecutors argued that this was premeditated mm-hmm. because Peter had brought a saw, a knife, a sharpened screwdriver, straps, strips, and pipes on board. And I know it's a submarine, and it's, it, there's part of me that's like, how do you know what was actually needed on the submarine? Right. But still, I think he did. I mean, if you look her up, she's beautiful. Right. She's an impressive woman. She's young. How? I think it. I think he did. I don't think anything happened on that ship that made him suddenly decide, I'm going to murder her. Right. I think, I think he, he did. Planned it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, it took him so long to finally respond to her. Like, she kept trying to create meeting times. How long do you think he was, like, plotting all of this out? And finally, he was like, I'm going to do it today. Like, I've got the perfect plan. I'm going to do it. Hmm. On January 16th, 2018, Peter Matson was charged with murder, indecent handling of a corpse, and sexual assault. He was found guilty on all three charges and sentenced to life in prison. He later appealed his sentence. He acted like life in prison was too harsh. And I was like, what's, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, why oh, do you think that? Bless your heart. Yeah, you idiot. This was denied. Obviously. Throughout the whole trial, Peter denied actually murdering Kim. He's just really stuck to this story of like, no, no, it was the fumes, you guys. It was the fumes. The fumes got her autopsy didn't show any evidence of that. What? It doesn't matter. Listen to me. My God. In August of 2018, Peter went to the hospital after being attacked by an inmate in prison. Oh, he was. He lived, though, sadly. 
Uh, am I a bad person for saying maybe? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. No. Peter did finally admit to murdering Kim. Finally. In a Danish documentary that came out in 2020. What? When they asked him about conflicting accounts that he'd given of how she died, you know, his two different stories, he was basically like, I wanted to spare her family the details. I didn't think they needed to hear all the gruesome details. And I just don't believe that. I'm, I'm like, that's not true. You were just trying to spare yourself the harsher punishment. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Because you don't have the capacity to care about the pain no. of her friends or family. No, you probably enjoyed that. He said he was going to stick to the accident story until there was evidence that just absolutely forced him to tell what actually happened. Mm-hmm. But So this is, what, three years later? Mm-hmm. But even then, there was evidence. Yeah. And you still didn't tell the truth. Right. But then you go on a documentary and you're like, <laughs> guys, listen. In October of Ugh. 2020, he briefly escaped from prison. Huh? He bluffed his way. He pretended to have a bomb. He only made it like 600 yards from the prison. Like he didn't get far at all before they apprehended him again. What? But he was basically like, yeah, I've got a bomb. And they weren't sure if he did or not. And so he got out. But he, like I said, he didn't get far. <sighs> okay, I don't want to talk about him anymore. No. After her death, Kim's family and friends founded the Kim Wall Memorial Fund, no. which aims to fund female reporters to cover the stories of so- subcultural value. Oh. In October 2017, a couple months after she died, Kim was posthumously posthumous. I think post- it's posthumously. I'm is not it? sure. Nominate after she was nominated after her death for Pre Europa's Outstanding Achievement Award Journalist of the Year. Wow. Here's the thing. The reason this case garnered so much attention ultimately is because of the horrific grisly details. And what's frustrating is that this case could have been just as fascinating without those details. Mm -hmm. The headlines focused on things like dismembered and tortured and other clickbait when they could have focused on the life Kim had lived. Right. She worked so hard and had this long list of accomplishments and accolades, but she's also described as humble, gentle, and unassuming. She was so incredibly talented, but didn't have the need to, like, make a big deal of that. She didn't shove it in people's faces or try to impress everybody. Yeah, she was doing a job she loved. Yeah, that's the thing. She was just really good at it. Yeah. She had this quiet confidence that's like, she doesn't care about impressing you. That's right. not the point. She's just living her life. Yeah. And she's happy. She's getting that story, and that's what excites her. So Kim really went after stories. She was great at it. She was constantly traveling all over the world. You never really knew where she would be. You can still see the photos she took. On her travels, if you look up her Instagram, no. she used to joke that she lived between New York and Beijing. But then another article I read was like, actually, she lived between New York and the rest of the world. Like she was just right. all, over the, all place, over the place, wherever yeah. the stories took her. Her mother wrote a post on Facebook saying that Kim touched so many lives in the course of her travels. She gave voice to weak, vulnerable, and marginalized people. A friend, a fellow journalist, wrote that what set Kim's work apart was the way she truly listened to the people that she talked to and brought their stories to life with grace, never sensationalizing them. Um, I read an article she wrote about Gibtown. This is a place that some of you have probably heard of. Mm -hmm. It's the town in Florida where former circus workers live. Mm -hmm. I put a link to it in the show notes. One of the articles I read about Kim mentioned this article, so then I looked it up to read about it to just get a sense of how she wrote and what she was like. And I mean— that person was right because, you know, it's former circus workers. 
of course they all live in the same town. Like it makes it easier for them, right? Yeah. They're not going to be a spectacle somewhere else. They yeah. can live there and just have Function. a normal life. And it would have been easy to <clears throat> sensationalize that story, mm-hmm. but she didn't. It's very touching yeah, and like compassionate. Circus workers mm-hmm. found in a cluster of... Right. They could have totally taken that. And yeah. I have I have read stories about Gibb Town that are just like that. Mm-hmm. They're very like, look at all these weirdos. And that's not how mm-hmm. Kim approached it at all. She had a fascinating life. One of the articles I read made that point. There's an HBO series about this murder. And the director of that series said, the least interesting part of Kim's life is how it ended. Oh. So just think about that. Kim is objectively fascinating and impressive. Yeah. But I would say that the majority of the people we talk about in this podcast, the majority of murder victims have their own, Unique. like, these lives that we never yeah. hear about. We mm-hmm. hear about how they died. But I would bet that we could probably find a lot of interesting things. Oh, yeah. You know, if we had the opportunity to speak to the people that were closest to them. Mm -hmm. And we don't always have that chance. So, right. It's just, it's heartbreaking to think of what could have been. Oh, I know. Yeah. I like those podcasts that do series on Mm -hmm. stuff. What is it? Counterclock. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one because she really does get the voice of the victims. Yeah. She does a good job because they spend like a whole season on one Mm -hmm. story. Uh, which is nice. So there you go. That's the yeah. story of Kim Wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just think it's a good perspective to think about yeah. sometimes. It's easy, I think, especially when we listen to a lot of true crime, when I know you and I both do, and I'm sure a lot of you guys do yeah. too, to just remember it's more than just a case. Right. It's, it's more than just an interesting story. Yeah. Yeah. We love you. Yeah, so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.